Chapter thirty five of the Story of the Thirteen Colonies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maggie Travers. The Story of the Thirteen Colonies by H. A. Gruber. The Quakers. While the English were founding the New England colonies, many changes had taken place in England. King James I was succeeded by Charles I, and the English, weary of monarchs who did not keep their promises, rose up in rebellion in 1643. By this time, the English Puritans had increased so that they became masters of the whole country. It was governed by their chief, Oliver Cromwell, and called the Commonwealth of England. The Puritans, being in power, made the Roman Catholics and the Church of England people as uncomfortable as the latter had once made them. Many Catholics and Anglicans were therefore only too glad to cross the ocean in their turn, so as to found new homes where they could worship as they pleased, and you shall soon hear how they prospered. Cromwell, as protector of the Commonwealth of England, made a new law, 1651, called the Navigation Act, by this law it was decided that the colonists should build no more ships and that all their goods should be carried across the ocean only in english vessels this law was very unjust and captains of english ships speedily took advantage of it to raise their prices for freight so while england was rapidly growing rich her colonists grumbled sorely at the heavy rates they had to pay that same year began the great quaker excitement in massachusetts the Quakers were the disciples of a very good man, George Fox. They called themselves friends, but were called Quakers by the other people, because they so often said one ought to quake at the thought of the wrath of God. As some of the months and days of the week bore the names of old heathen gods, the friends would not use them, but instead numbered the days and months, speaking of the first day of the sixth month, the twelfth day of the second month, and so on. They would not take any oaths either, but used only the words yea and nay. They further treated all persons alike, calling even the king by his given name, and refused to take off their hats in his presence. Although generally quiet and modest, a few of the Quakers were so anxious to spread the teachings of their preacher Fox that they came over to Massachusetts, knowing they would be ill-treated there. Nevertheless, they began preaching, and firmly but quietly refused to stop when told to do so. They were therefore tortured and punished in many ways. A few were whipped, sent to jail, or put in the stocks. Their books were burned, they were driven out of the colony, and as this was not enough, four of them were hanged. The Quaker excitement finally grew so great that some of them were sent back to England and the rest forced to take refuge in Rhode Island, where they could practice any religion they liked. But the Quakers, who had been shipped back to England, and especially a few discontented colonists, complained very much of the Massachusetts government, and made considerable trouble for New England. End of chapter 35 Recording by Maggie Travers